Welcome to Spectre in the Fog, a homebrew Call of Cthulhu Chaosium game. Once again, we're stepping into the unknown. As the fog lifts, outstretched before us, we find the endless void of space. Put on your spacesuits and prepare the airlock as we step out into the darkness. Right, we're back. Series 4, Spectre in the Fog. Echoes from the Void. Gentlemen, introduce yourselves. I'm Dan. I'll be playing Dave Hollins, the uh, grizzled, ultra-serious foreman of this group. Where's you from? The moon. <laughs> okay. We got a man from the moon. Who else have we got? Uh, I'm Chris. I'll be playing Ashley J. Campbell, who is the structural engineer on this crew. And where's where's Ashley from? I haven't actually thought about it. Wow. Okay. Uh, I could make him northern if you want. I mean, yeah, if you want to. You got a roll with it though. Oh, how how long can I be northern for? It's been a while. Hey, up, lad, I'm from You're North already Yorkshire. northern. What? You're already northern. Yeah, but I've been like, what's the word? What's the word? It's indoctrinated? No, it's not I the right word. Say what's the word? Culturally <laughs> uh, <laughs> appropriated. What's the word when you get like ingrained in a society too much? You've you been normalised. Well, that makes it sound like they're not... Okay, yeah, fine, I've been civilised. I was going to say, I feel the term is gone native, but I feel that that term actually had a lot of problems with it now, so I don't want to say it. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, looks like Ashley's from up north, and yeah. uh, that leaves us with a, uh, a young gentleman, a rather handsome young gentleman, by the name of Benjamin. And, uh, and, and who are you playing, Ben? Small old man called Gary Gergich. <laughs> <laughs> what does what does Gary do, Ben? Um, he's a computer person. Let's say he does all of the like software of on the on the on the ships and helping out with androids or robots or whatever. But they might have fucking nerd. Yep, yep. He's yep. the nerd. So yep. so we got our software engineer. We got our hands-on man, and we got our foreman. Um, not joining us this week is uh, Zuki, as well as other Dan, who will appear later on in the series. Um, be rest assured of that. Hopefully, as long as they're not dead. Um, oh, shit. Sorry then for consistency. I'm actually other Dan. Are you other Dan? I'm usually other Dan. Well, that Dan is Dan. I am other Dan. So. But this is your chance to step up. Yeah, no, this is your chance to become the Dan. Assert dominance. I don't really want to. Understandable. I'm quite happy being in the background. I mean, okay, so the Dan isn't here, but other Dan is. Yes. Do you, do you think this makes the people happy? I think if I gave a shit about what the people wanted, I wouldn't be here. Well, there we go, folks. Um, I'm George. <laughs> I'm back in my role as uh, Keeper That's of Arcane Law. Um, and uh, as I said, for Series 4, I am taking these uh, 
these space riggers, these dirty grease monkeys, these losers from space, um, into the future. Hang on a minute. Um, oh, our word, you fucking bastard. Taking them into the future. Yeah. Uh, currently, the year is 2139. It's been 200 years since the events of uh, Series 3, Chateau Ashrange. Um, the date is June 6th. And uh, the current position of our small crew at the moment is 5-2 AU in the uh, orbit of Jupiter, currently heading towards orbital rig Astrid 5. Now, why are, why, why are we in space? Why are we going towards an orbital rig around Jupiter, you say? Well, uh, a little bit like uh, Zuki um, hinted to at the end of uh, series three, Zonareth knows where Earth is now, or he did. Um, and or he, they, she, it, no one really knows, it's a god. Um, but they kept coming back. And each time they came back, they took more and more of the earth. You know, islands would disappear, parts of the ocean would disappear, rainforest, mountain ranges, whatever. It was consuming our planet piecemeal. Uh, coming back every time someone would be able to drive it off or it would get bored and leave and leave chaos that we would have to deal with. Um, Eventually, though, after a lot of trouble, um, a coalition of the uh, the Chapel Committee and the Aldrich Foundation came together, put aside the differences to fight this uh, this evil that could not be stopped in any other way, and they were able to banish it using uh, their collective skills, their knowledge, and magics that they learned and gained from ancient tomes and places we probably shouldn't really mention on this podcast otherwise we would drive everyone listening as well as the players insane um in doing so they essentially wiped out the power base of both foundations and both both foundation and society and they disappeared but the earth was safe zonareth was banished from our plane of existence forever but the earth was left a total mess and as well, the world governments and everybody else now understood that there were these gods, these things that cannot be fought with conventional means that exist beyond the veil. Possibly. There might be more of them. They don't know. We were scared. What does humanity do when it's scared? We head out into space. We start to mine the planets around us, building bigger spaceships, bigger space stations, and ultimately bigger weapons to defend ourselves against whatever threats might be out there. Because what's the best plan in these situations become the biggest threat and then the big threats are no longer a threat at least that's how the earth or the companies that now basically run everything on planet earth function and that's where the crew of the valentine come in uh this crew of uh of four uh so sydney sunshine mclaren Captain of the Sun, Captain of the uh, the Valentine, uh, Dave Hollins, Ashley Campbell, and Gary Gergich are heading to Astro Five to uh, undertake repairs of the station after a freak meteor strike. The last round of maintenance on this space station was about 250 Earth rotations ago, 
uh, everything within our solar system is based on Earth time or the number of rotations the Earth does around the Sun. So 250 Earth rotations, it's quite a long time uh, to not have a station be seen by an outside source for maintenance. And uh, you now have our crew sitting, standing on the cramped, very utilitarian uh, cockpit of the Valentine as you begin to approach Astrid 5. Uh, what are the crew doing? Dave is probably mid-conversation with somebody, uh, whoever will listen really, mm -hmm. and he's just going, and that's why, you know, bringing back Hitler, it was a terrible idea, but, you know, the science had its merits. You can't just judge them on that one really shit decision. I don't even know where to go with that. What? Hold on a second. Uh, I think that's probably enough. Uh, I'm going to go downstairs and sharpen tools. I, I would join you, uh, Ashley, but unfortunately I've got to stay on deck and deal with this fucking nutcase until we make landing with uh, Ashford 5. Oh, God damn it. John broke. What are you putting on? Uh, putting on some tea? Yeah, I'll have a. You know how I like it. Aye. Uh, Sydney uh, rolls a, a cigar from one side of his mouth to the other as he sort of tries to refocus on on the flashing lights on his on his panel. Um, what's Gary up to, Ben? Um, Gary would just be kind of uh, just chilling, just kind of like eyeing up the. Uh... <clears throat> eyeing up the station that uh, they'd be going to um, just to see where he's headed to it's yeah. a curious chap it's a curious chap yeah he's yeah. a curious Gary yeah curious Gary curious Gary is that his nickname is that now his name Cu nickname curious Gary Gary curious guy getch <laughs> um, I'm sure I'm sure we can is he a little, with a... Is, is he a little bi curious I, I mean I don't think I don't think that tickles his fancy uh, is he is he not the butters of the crew then? No, he's not the but he's not the butters of the crew. He's uh, yeah. He's... Come on, man! It's the future. Everyone's boy curious. <laughs> well, I mean, by that by the future, it'll probably be tri curious or something. So uh, yeah, pansexual. Yeah, no well... kitchen is safe. Oh, that is a fucking <laughs> shit joke. That is oh, get off, go, leave, get out. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for joining us for episode one. Uh, we don't know if we'll be back. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Well, um, Ben, as Gary's uh, having a look at the um, at the space station, uh, do me a spot hidden roll, please. Okie doke. Oh, almost ninety-three to twenty-five. So Jesus close. Jesus Christ. Okay. Cool. Well, um, you just see. Um, the wall. <laughs> no, I mean you see, you see the space station. You just see, you see. The best way I can describe the space stations that essentially orbit Jupiter are: think of a cylinder. Uh, actually, you know what? Think of a pencil floating in space with a rubber on the rubber on the top, and then there's what we got. You got the pencil at the bottom with the with the point, and then from that point you can kind of see like a like something trailing off, and then quite a fair ways down 
just sort of above the storm layer, you can see like a box that appears to be hanging off of the end of this thing. Um, and then there's a tether that seems to go a bit further down. And this this pencil-shaped object is, is slowly rotating in the atmosphere as it, f you know, follows the uh, gravitational pull of the planet and rotates on itself. Um, and that's how it creates its artificial gra gravity. You know that much anyway. Um, but yeah, you can't you, you can't really see why you've been called in. There's nothing obviously wrong with it. Um, you do all know that Astro Five is one of one of seventeen rigs that actually orbits Jupiter and performs a specific task, unlike the others. I mean, there there is some overlap, but Astro Five is mainly there to collect sort of any of the precious ores and materials that are churned up in those ferocious storms that that are on Jupiter that we can see from you know just looking on Google Images or from any space documentary with with Brian Cox and Professor Brian Cox and welcome to Spectre in the Fog series 4 George bring it back yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> well well I mean you know you guys are a bit are a bit are a bit sort of like tetchy on the ship I'm a little bit out of sorts at the minute because it has been about 2 years 140 days and some odd 8 hours since the crew of the Valentine have actually not been on the job and had a break. Um, you were expecting to actually head back home to Earth at some point, um, but because of the way your contracts are run and the way the company likes to run things, you got a commission come through. It was a bit sort of spare at the moment, and uh, you know you were told that you had to go out to the asteroid. It needed some minor repairs and maintenance. Um, as I say, after a freak meteor strike, nothing serious small hole breach um it's just going to be a it's been temporarily patched so the station is in danger but it needs to be properly fixed so that's why they knew ashley's on the valentine get him out there to patch it up and get it fixed up properly so that's where that's where you guys are as i say your your captain of the ship is uh, is sydney sunshine mclaren um and you can you can see that the uh the orbital rig is 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 coming into view. Um, Sydney's uh, again hunched over the controls. He's a relatively big guy with a big bushy moustache, and uh, and sort of like a he sort of has a permanent scowl on his face, like he's always miserable or, or something's something's not quite right, and he's just angry about it. And he's sort of like tapping the panel. He's like, oh, stupid piece of shit, Gary. I thought you fix this software glitch we've got here it's not picking up the the ods oh god damn it the, the cigar rolls from one side of his mouth back to the other again oh, i just want to get back to orthos station sit down and have a nice cold beer oh, ashley where are you with that goddamn tea fucking hell simmer down and just oh, well, he says that it. i'll probably be about done with it now i'd imagine yeah, yeah, no, it's probably been about three minutes. So, uh, by the way, anyone who's not e who's not English, about three minutes is the right brewing time for any tea. Um, mm. Any longer, it gets that scuzzy stuff on top. Any less of that, I mean, you get the proper tea taste, but it just it's not it's not right. It's not right. You've also got to make sure you know it's done correctly in the microwave, as all things should be. Get out! Get the fuck out! Did you get say out. the microwave? Get out! Get out! The hell! <laughs> Yeah, so what you do is you put your milk in first, 
Then you put your tea bag in, then you put it in the mark. No, fuck. You put your tea bag in, and then what you do is you dunk the tea bag in the milk so you get some milky tea. And then you put the water in, that's how you get the flavour out of it. It's almost as bad as having a milky peppermint tea, isn't it, George? Let's not go there. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I do like putting the milk in first because you can drink the tea sooner because it's not so much fucking hot. Uh, 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 tea. It's got to be done no. properly. No, you want tea hot to, to, to actually brew the tea. Yeah. You can't brew tea with cold water. I mean, you can. Oh, it's nice tea. Boiling water in, but you don't need All it right. really boiling so you can actually drink it sooner. That's my... With, with coffee, I can see it, but... Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like this tea talk is he, is neither here nor there. I feel it is a fundamentally one of the most important issues of our nation, George, and that you need to fucking respect that. I agree. Well, I agree. <clears throat> well, I also feel like we need to progress the story a little bit here. Instead of procrastinating on the intricacies of tea making, um, though I'm sure all our listeners are really enjoying this mild tangent we're having, because... As, uh, I, mean, I, actually, I, I, I thought tea. we were paid by the minute, so I think this is actually um, essential. You're not paid I as agree. What? What? You're not being paid. Why Hold are you guys here? Hold on a here? second. The f- Hold on. Well, we had a good run. Um, <laughs> see, you, see you guys later, yeah? Yeah, yeah I'll see you guys right, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Catch oh, you later. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye bye. Yeah, no, so, um, Ashley, as you bring that tea up, you can see the uh, the ODS or the orbital docking system, and that's actually used by NASA and you know the Russian space station and the European space agencies and whatever to dock with the International Space Station that orbits our own planet. Uh, seems to engage, and uh, the docking procedure with Astrid Five begins. You can kind of see these sort of like tracking lights sort of come out from where the uh, the Valentine's going to position itself, and it slowly turns from the head-on position, uh, sort of like a 90 degrees, and then with uh, with small sort of like thruster movements that are kind of half automated, half run through by um, by Sydney. The Valentine uh, docks with the side of Astrid 5, and as it does, you get that sort of decompression sound, that sort of like rush of air. You hear a lock like a big heavy clunk and then you hear the airlock pressurize uh, a red light is uh, is flashing you can kind of see it the way the valentine is, is set out by the way the, the deck is sort of high up there's a sort of like a staircase or staircase a ladder that goes down into like a main mess area and from that you know you have your um, sleeping areas there's a small sort of like recreational bit but the main airlocks there and you can see there's a big flashing red light you can see it downstairs and when that light stops, you hear like a sort of like a like a uh, sort of like a beeping noise. It's got like a rhythm to it, and then the light goes green. And then over the intercom, you get um, docking has completed. Welcome to orbital rig Astrid Five. Enjoy your stay. Um, and this sort of echoes throughout the intercom system. Um, it's clearly supposed to be a, a sort of a warm sort of friendly human-like voice but it it does sound a little bit robotic and like an automated telephone system i fucking hate these auto talking thingies they always sound like somebody off their feet on toot 
Well, uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't, I, I can't argue with you there, uh, David. Um, he's uh, sitting. He takes a sip of his tea. But uh, it looks like we got a job to do. Uh, we've got a contact on board. Uh, uh, Tuck Braithwaite. Oh God, I used to work with that bellend. Okay, so um, here's the rundown as far as I understand it. Uh, what I've heard from this contract, we got some minor damage on one of the floors. Uh, we need to do some uh, minor maintenance work in some of the other areas. Uh, Gary, I think you're going to be tied down with a few drones that need repaired. And but uh, Tuck's going to tell us what's going on. I mean, the guy's a smart-ass know-it-all anyway. So um, we might as well head in. Um, oh, just like one more thing before we head in. Just Astro 5 is very big on its security. Guys, we can't take anything that's considered a weapon on board. They're going to get confiscated, so there's no point in even hiding uh, anything. Pretty sure all my tools can be counted as a weapon, boss. Well, uh, I mean, we're work. They're, they're work tools. They're, I, you know, I, I don't care, Ash. Let's just, just, just get on board. And uh, he sort of slides down the, uh, the ladder and makes his way over to the docking station. I'm bringing my full toolkit. I said Dave's shoulders sort of drop and he just sort of takes a gun out of his side and puts it down and another gun <laughs> and a knife out of his boot and small four grey blocks that don't really know what they are but the fact that they look like they may beep and... Tasty. Assholes. Man can't protect himself anymore. Tasty. Um... A second um, communication comes over the intercom. Uh, Valentine, you're you're clear to board Astrid Five. Please prepare for a, for a, a decontamination and, and a welcoming committee. Uh, see you soon. And then it just goes boop. Have I turned this thing off, Valeric? Have I turned this off? What What do you mean? There's a blink. Oh, crumbs. And then it just you hear it cut out. Uh, standard so Imperials and professionalism. So yeah, what are I you guys doing? Not, I am not using their fucking tools. He can't operate a fucking intercom. <laughs> I dread to think how he keeps his fucking... No, no, I'm bringing mine. The fucking standards too damn right. Yeah, yeah and I'll be packing all the saws, all the like fucking massive drill, but just everything that looks sharp I'm putting in my toolkit. Oh dear. Okay. So, um. Uh, Dave looks over a toolkit, uh, picked out several items, including like several long bits of elastic, or possibly right. like rubber tubing, and small potato. What's that in his pocket? What? A single small potato? Why is there a potato in a toolbox? <clears throat> Just in case. Just in case of what? Never know. Never know what. Like, I, I, guys, I need an explanation as to why there's a potato in a toolbox. Come on. Right. What if you had an all in chip exactly the size of a potato? How'd you fill it? Well, I don't think I don't think the potato would actually fill the hole. It would just get sucked out into space. No, it's the perfect size. You know, it would need to be bigger than the <coughs> hole, right? To to breach the vacuum, and a potato is not strong enough to do that. Um, the potato, if you examine it, actually has several different screwdriver heads stabbed into it. Apparently, oh, that's what so he uses to keep his screwdriver heads. 
It's a utility potato. Okay. <laughs> I would have gone with it's a lucky potato. It's a mascot. No, my lucky potato's in the other pocket. I'm not letting him take that either. Ah, right. Uh, sweet um, lunar potatoes. You can't eat them for shite, you know. They'll fucking kill you. Full of lead. It's technically not a weapon. Although, really, if you put one in a sock, you could probably kill most people. I mean, you don't have to put a little effort for a bigger fella. Oh, what's Gary up to? Gary's wondering why he's taking a potato with him. Did, did I not just explain to you? He explains it, but Gary's a person of logic. And he's, he's just like thinking, the last thing that you would use to plug us a leak on a spaceship is a potato. No, 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 that's not that's what I thought. I never said anything about plugging leaks. Look, this one, it's got how many screwdriver heads in it. It's to keep them in one place, keep them safe, stop them floating off. And this one, well, this is my lucky one. And also, you know, it's not really a weapon because it's a potato, but you could definitely brain somebody with it. And, I mean, they'd be out for the count at the very least. I mean, you come in with a follow-up, you probably finish them. I see. Just want to clarify, a uh, potato is not a weapon in, in this scenario, so... Um... Yeah, so that's fine. So Dave is insane. David is insane. Um, we can all, we can, we, we, we can see, we can see. We've, 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 we've had crash there. We've had Andre, who sort of like really tipped the scales, and I think like, like Dave is the, is the, the functional, insane person. Is that, is that where we're going with this? Why not? <laughs> okay, cool. Um, yeah. Well, you, uh, you all get down to the, to the airlock, and uh, Sydney's got his bag of, of, of tools and bits and pieces, and he's got the papers to uh, allow you guys passage on and you uh, step through the airlock into this adjoining section and there's this really loud strong hissing noise with like a furious burst of air which just sort of like hits you from all directions you know those um, drying machines you have at like theme parks when you get splashed by the tidal wave right as you're walking past and you're like yeah fuck sort of thing that blows someone wig off yeah yeah that's all we've got about 8 quid for 30 seconds yep Yep. I mean, that's about that's about all you need, isn't it, Chris? Well, yeah, he has, he has a bit enough room for the next person, or enough time for the next person as well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? Um, the, the the sort of like this air, this hissing air, sort of just stops. Then you get decontamination complete. And then the sort of like the locks on the door opens up, and then the uh, the doors in front of you sort of like disengage, slide apart. So it's like a double a double door creating like a bulkhead. Slides apart, and on the other side of the door, you can see uh, three men in this sort of like drab tan brown uniforms, um, sort of like stand there. Two of them have got like blue armbands on and helmets. Um, and they've got sort of like sort of like basic sort of ballistic kind of like flak jackets on which cover their chests and uh, these are the station security and as, as Sydney's was saying so protocol 4A within the uh, security manual basically says all visitors to a orbital station must surrender any weapons 
uh, upon boarding. It's a very basic rule for working on one of these orbital rigs, as you can probably imagine, because there's a lot of guys and girls all in one place. Tensions can run high, so they want to, security basically want to control what people can do. So even when it comes to tools, they're left in specific areas. As you guys are contractors, you're going to be allowed through with your tools to carry out your works, but you are going to be monitored the whole time that you're on the station. But yeah, so they um, sort of like welcome you in, sort of give you a pat down, check for any weapons. They see they haven't got any. They do well, look at you, Dave, a bit quizzically when they see you've got a potato with some screw heads put in it, uh, in your pocket. Um, it's, it's, going, it's, just, it's just a standard lunar potato. It's not going to explode and shed shrapnel everywhere. Check it. Yeah, but, mate, I don't know. It looks a little bit like you've made yourself sort of like a, a, a mace or something there with that. You can't have screw heads sticking out of a potato. You, you, you've got to have a proper what? a proper what? secure location for that in your toolkit. I'm going to have to ask you to, to empty out those screw heads into your toolkit and hand me over the potato, mate. He's looking... If those things go floating about and hit some of the electrics, we're fucked. And you put in this potato, mash it this way, lunar grown potato, like feel the weight of it, it's going to drop. I'm going to keep all these bits safe. You're risking the entire safety of this station. That goes into a bit of electrics, holds up one of the screw heads. It could blow out the entire fucking air system. Do you want to fucking die? Just gasping for breath. <laughs> Do you want that? Because I don't fucking want that. The, uh, the security guard leans in and goes, there's uh, artificial gravity everywhere on the ship, mate. I don't know what you're talking about. I see. Hey, I'm a technician. I'm used to fucking gravity going out. Okay? We don't know what the problems are. I've got to prepare for every eventuality. So look, I will give you my fucking screw head potato. As long as you sign a waiver that if anything goes wrong and, you know, everybody on this fucking station dies... You're the one whose name's going to be put against it, not mine. You know what, I can live with that, mate. Hand over the potato, and he holds over, hands the potato with the screw heads over to uh, to the, the third guy who's, who's got a clipboard and just goes, one potato with screw heads, and they put it in a little baggie. We'll, uh, we'll get the screw heads back to you in a proper container shortly. Um, but uh, yeah, the rest of you are, uh, are good to go. Um, you might as well uh, follow me. We're going to take you through to uh, maintenance and facilities. According to this paperwork, you need to go see Tuck. Uh, just uh, be warned, he's a bit... Um, he's good at his job, but... Yeah, he's not uh, He's not a sharp, it's not for the draw. And, uh, yeah, you're, you're led off towards... Um, towards, sort of like, the facilities, sort of office uh what are you guys doing are you looking around the station are you trying to get your bearings what are you doing the minute i'm out of earshot of them i'm just gonna go fucking job for earthborn fucks i think they're escorting us aren't they yeah they are yeah i don't um, think we get a okay. moment to ourselves okay they're thinking it really really hard i mean no you can say it no i'm gonna be looking to see where the nearest like mess slash kettle Ashley, as you're sort of like looking around looking for a mess room, you can actually see that the the label or the, the, the deck floor that you're on is deck five. And this is sort of like the main point of entry into the space station. And this basically houses the the um, secure docks. So that's basically where any spaceship or 
shuttle would come in and dock to the station. It also has the security uh, cabins for this floor, as well as uh, lifts that go between all the different decks, including right down that goes all the way down to the lifts going all the way down to the uh, collection module, which is what um, Gary you saw as you were you know, approaching the space station. That's that sort of little box that sits at the bottom of the space station. You're probably looking over my notes. Are going to have to go up to there's sort of like a subfloor between five and six, which is uh, which has sort of like a little staircase. It's like a mezzanine. It's kind of like to sort of like makes for facilities for a little bit more important, and it sort of like sits above the security hut. Um, and as you're taking up the steps, you can sort of like hear this sort of like bumbling around in in this room, and the door opens, and there's this there's this sort of like quite he's not. He's, he's not portly, but he's a he's a he's a, he's a, he's a big lad, um, hair thinning. Think kind of like a, a Captain Mannering kind of thing, but a bit more of a man of action than uh, than sort of like a short, sort of like stuck up sort of uh, bank manager. And he sort of turns around, he's like, "Oh, hey, oh, oh, is this is this the is this the crew of the Valentine then? Oh, come in, come in." I'll, I've got a Bruin, a, 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 a Valerie. Can you get us some some biscuits from the mess, please? And and uh, the um, the sort of like other member of the facilities team, who's clearly not a secretary or a PA, just sort of like looks at him, rolls her eyes, sighs, and just walks off um, out. And in the corner, there's like a kettle with like a sort of you know a little sort of like coffee making station and lots of like tea bags and stuff. He's like, oh, c- come sit down, come sit down. I, 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 I better take you through what what we need doing to the station. As, as you can see, uh, I, I don't know if you saw the damage when you were coming in, did you? I don't think we managed to get eyes on. It's a oh. right mess. Oh, oh, what, what, what's a mess? What did you see? Did you see the damage? Just yeah. Out of, yeah. No, you didn't see it, Ben. No, no, no. no I was, I was gonna, just going to say there's, there's a couple of holes that can only be filled by a potato. <laughs> Oh, only be filled by potato. Ah, I can tell you're the software chap. You don't know what you're talking about, lad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get him. Well, this is fun, isn't it? Just ignore Larry. He never knows what's going on. That's okay. Well, uh, uh, well my name's... The full damage report, because, I mean, there should have been an automated printout somewhere. Oh, no. no I, 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 I think old Sunshine over there got... You're right, Sydney. It's been a while, hasn't it? And uh, Sydney's just sitting in the corner, sort of like sort of rubbing his eyes and his, his, his temples while he's rolling this cigar from one side of his mouth to the other again. And he um, he hands you, uh, Dave, over a sheet of paper that's got the printout of, um, of like damage sustained and what needs to be done. And uh, Tuck goes, ah, you did get my print out then. I, I, I hope it, I hope it made sense. I was a bit, I was a bit in a rush, and then I, I spilt me tea on me trousers. Can you see? It looks like I've wet myself, but I haven't. It's just a tea stain. I, I tried to dry it off in the gents, but you know what it's like. You know these things, they stain. And then uh, I, I panicked and I got a bit flustered, and then I, I remembered I had to send off that report. So I, ho- I hope it's all right. Dave looks at him like, for a full minute 
looks at the thing. Does, does the actual report make sense? Uh, <laughs> yeah, vaguely. It's sort of, it's sort of bullet point. It looks like it was it, at the beginning. It was very much sort of like structured, like this is from the company kind of thing. And it just becomes like bullet points and like random notes, like like um, deck eleven hole breach, um, uh, dinky droid eight uh requires repairs 40 os question mark um and sort of like stuff like that need more lion bars mess uh mess uh deck deck four um, I'm, stuff I'm, like that I'm, I'm gonna point to a couple of these and guess, well i i can deal with and he goes this this and this um these would be more um catering issues and uh this one right here I, I would just get a priest. Well, uh, no, because you're, you're, you're uh, well, uh, you know, the, 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 the Valentine is supposed to have these sorts of things on, on board. And Sid, Sidney looks over at, looks over at you, um, Dave, and he's like, God, God damn it, Dave, just get the guys lying bars. Jesus Christ, I don't have time to stick around on this station and put up with this, this bumpkin anymore. It's like, who are you calling a bumpkin, eh? I don't know. I'm going to have my tea. And he sits back down in his chair and he sort of drinks it. He's like, well, as you're here, I can might as well just tell you. We had this weird meteor strike, I don't know, about about a week ago. And it seems to have put a hole in, in Deck 11. It's all right. It's, it, it's, a, it's a maintenance floor. Only the droids go up there, but... Fucking hell, I'm going west country. Only the droids yes. go up here. <laughs> These are not the droids you're looking for, we lover. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No. Oh, 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 only droids go up there, and and, and it, you know it's it, 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 it's fine. We, we, we patched it. We patched it. But it needs to be done proper, like, and um, you, you know, and and. Uh, and some 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 of the electronics they they need replacing and, and, and they need a software update and we definitely uh, knocked out one of our communication relays so it's it's making talking between uh, us here and, and Astrid six and seven a little bit more difficult than normal so you know and you're like you're a maintenance crew you, you should you should have you know the the confectionery. He sort of like looks at you with sort of like a glint in his eye. Before we get on to another... D- Dave nods and then pulls off um, Gary and Ashley to one side and just very in a hushed voice. Fuck, they're going to realise we ate all the fucking lion bears. <laughs> Why don't we just... If we just go through the list, just start ticking stuff off. Just feign ignorance, just... Oh yeah, lion bars are there. We'll leave that as the very last thing we see. Yeah, lion bars are in cupboard. Before they go and check, we're in the ship. We we fucked off. Yep. Good man, I'm behind this plan. Like yes. that. Sit, Sydney rolls in and goes, "Are you guys talking about the lion bars? I think I think I might have had the last one. Are we, uh, are we in a little bit of trouble here? No, 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 no. no. All right. It's all in hand. We, we've had a work around. Okay, okay, cool. Just um, being um, ignorant, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. What was the other person's name? Is it Valerie? Yeah, Valerie. She literally just walks in as you're having this conversation. 
with a tray of like uh, rich tea biscuits and sort of, uh... or, like branded lion bars like <laughs> <laughs> No, there's no lion bars, Ben. They're, they're all <laughs> you know gone. What I'm saying they've got like the really, really. You know, you have like the lion bars and they're, like the the homemade of the like. Oh, the little bars, little lion Yeah, bars. like the little bars, not. <laughs> I like <laughs> little lion bars. No, these, 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 <laughs> the these little proper, lion bars. These, these, these are proper like you know McVitie's rich tea biscuits oh, okay. that come in. These are like these are the shit. Yeah, they, they are the you know. Yeah, yeah they, these are the Mac Daddies. Yeah. Fair enough. What oh, does this oh, uh, then, not really look like? I'm sorry, D Dave is going to clock the biscuits and just oh, very kind of you, my love. Thank you very much. And he's going to pick up, like, five and put four in his pocket and eat one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, okay, uh, Valerie, she looks like she's in her sort of like early 20s, possibly, like, her first time sort of, like, working, like, a maintenance role on a, on a rig. Um, she might be there, sort of like a, like an apprenticeship or something, or just sort of like a like a somebody sort of like doing low level like uh, records keeping and like admin stuff for the facilities department. She does look intelligent, but she's also kind of got that um, you know the receptionist from Ghostbusters. Yeah, she's kind of got that kind of vibe coming off her. Like she doesn't really want to be there. She's there because she knows she's getting paid. It's like this is like a stepping stone to something better. She's got that kind of vibe going on. Uh, Valerie, was it? Yep. Uh, I'll tell you what, why don't you take me up to show me where the damage is? I'm the structural engineer, Ashley J. Campbell. Pleasure to meet you. Yep. Why don't you sure. take me up to see damage? And these lot can sort out your lion bars and your electronics and all that nerd crap. Well, if, you, if you're coming up to uh, deck 11, you might as well bring your techie guy as well because uh well the the, the, it, the droid bay is um is deck 13 so we're gonna we're gonna have to put on some eva suits to get up there anyway because you know just in case there is a leaking atmosphere but we can we can get you up there yeah mm, i do enjoy uh, and dress up uh right i suppose we'll bring larry along then hmm what Oh yeah, no, yeah, cool, yeah. You can bring your friend along. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Is he the? You, you said, you said, bring him. <laughs> oh, is he? He's the software guy, is he? Oh, I thought yeah, it was the. See uh... the old, see the old guy with the glasses. Looks like a bit of a nerd yeah. playing on his tablet. Yeah, yeah. Funny enough, that's a software book. Oh, I, I wouldn't have guessed. I thought he was your dad. Me, <laughs> <laughs> my, my eyes don't work, but my ears do. <laughs> You're basically a mole man, aren't you? Wait, how old are you? You're like in your sixty-two. 60, yeah, I'm thirty-two. So actually, it's not that much of an insult at all. It's. I just like I like well, the I idea that, that you're both of you both of you look round and squint in exactly the same way at Valerie. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't family. What are you talking about? <laughs> Do I look like mole man? <laughs> Uh, um, I did appreciate the whole uh, calling him Larry thing as well. <laughs> <laughs> Just every time he gets his name wrong. Yeah, every yeah. session I'm going to be calling him something slightly different. Okay, good, good. <laughs> it's when we roll round to Barry and then he has to put on the West Country accent again. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it, I'll do it. Um, but yeah, no, um, Tuck sort of like leans over and goes, Ah, perfect, Valerie, you're going you're gonna to take him up to... 
to the 11th deck and and, and show them the damage and that. Oh, that's that's, that's perfect. That's, and that means, oh, you, you young young lads. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that sunshine. I called you young. <laughs> you're not that young. You're the same age as me. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? But you two can come in and talk about the other bits and pieces we need doing around the station. All right then. No, oh, don't put yourself out, lad. You know. <laughs> Alright, then off you pop. Go on, get, get get to it. We ain't paying you by, by the hour, are we? I don't think it's you that's paying us at all. It's company business. It's, it's company I know, but it comes out of my budget, you see. It's not a big budget. You know, you got, got to run these sorts of places on a shoestring. You know, uh, as he says uh, that, the hand from Dave just goes out, and he takes at least another three biscuits. Hey, up, lad! Don't be taking my biscuits. That that Douglas Connors, the overseer of this place, he'll have me ass in a sling. He will. It'll be like, oh, oh, talk, your, your biscuit budget is gone over budget this month. Oh, we're gonna have to cut back on your pencils. And then what am I gonna do with my art with? Dave, who is who, who's literally no lived on a, on a on a very small spaceship for the same people for like two hundred and forty odd days, and the highlight of his time has been when they broke in and stole the lion bars. He's just looking at him so nonplussed. Right, lad. Well, how about I go up with me boys and we have a look at your hall breach and your droid repair bay. We'll get all that nice and sorted, because that's the big tasks out the way. And then, when I come back, we'll see what the rest of your budget will stretch to fix him. How's about that one? Uh, oh, that, 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 that sounds that sounds reasonable. Yeah, no, no, we can work with that. We can work with that. Oh, oh, oh thanks, thanks for that. As he says that, uh, a tannoy comes over like, boom, boom, boom. Good afternoon, riggers. Remember, if there's a hole breach, put on your gas mask. So you can breathe. Company matters, and so do you. Bing bong bong. The fuck kind of announcement is that? Oh, it's a new company thing they've, they've, they've put out, you know, just to jazz the place up a bit. Let, let the workers know they're important, they say, but I don't know. Let them know they're fucking stupid. The last time I saw someone. Put on gas masks so you can breathe. No fucking shit, Sherlock. I'm, I'm more worried about is that really going to stop you getting sucked out into the vacuum of space, but I don't know. I'm just the facilities man. Uh, well, well, talk. Um, I can answer that question for you. No, it fucking won't. But it will mean that, you know, you're still alive watching the station just float off into the distance. As you slowly do it. Well, actually, it's probably freeze to death pretty quickly before you, the air run out. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much just going to guarantee a slightly more horrible death. Oh, well, that's, uh, lovely, I think. <laughs> and, uh, with that, like, Valerie's like, oh, I don't, I don't have all day to just stand around here. Just, can we just go, go up to the 11th deck, you know, I'll show you around. Get your tools out, you know, start pounding away at the hole, and then it'll just get done, okay? 
HR requires me not to say what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's get on with the job. And uh, and with that, you um, you leave um, Tuck's office. And as you close the door behind you, it's like, oh, this is a lovely bro. Oh no, I've spilt it on myself again. As the door closes and you start going down the steps. Um, I think we know where his budget goes and obviously maybe where a lot of the problems with the electrics are coming from. And he just looks at Valerie. Valerie, I've got to ask you a definitely important thing here. Does does your man back there take sugar in his tea? Uh, I don't know. No. Yes. It does. He makes it himself. Oh, you just made it. What? He's got the... I, I don't make... I'm not his secretary. Never said you were. One day, I'm going to be running this rig, okay? Don't doubt that for a minute. Yeah. Dave looks and goes, I thought you had higher aspirations. But look, lads, if he's got fucking sugary tea in the fucking electrics, we're going to have to do a lot of ripping stuff out and replacing. This could get costly. He's looking at Valerie. So, um... I don't really want to go back in there and talk to him because um sounds like a fucking idiot. <laughs> if you um, understand that highly technical term. So uh you'll be finding out exactly how much money he's cost this station if you ever find out whether he takes sugar in his tea. Otherwise, uh we're probably gonna spend an extra couple of hours testing first. And if it turns out he does, ripping a whole load of shite out and having to replace it all. Okay. Um, as you're having this conversation, you're being sort of like walked around to where the um, where the lifts are that basically run down the spine of the um, of the ship, of the ship, of the station. Um, it's basically called the, uh, the the spinal support orbital lift, and it travels from the very top, so from the you know floor th uh, deck 13 all the way down to um the sort of like collection module which also has its own uh, sort of like its own five floors that are built into that collection module that sort of go through the varying degrees of sort of um filtering out bits and pieces and whatever and it has different collection areas um by the lifts are uh, maps and description of, descriptions of what's on each floor and what's currently on the floor you're at. So obviously, you're looking at the fifth floor. As you say, it's it's got you know departures, arrivals, you know, dock. Um, you've got the security cabin. You've got uh, lifts for main access, and you, it's also like there's also been like a patch sort of been added on for facilities at the bottom. So clearly, a bit of an afterthought. Um, you know, maybe they've been moved from somewhere else. Uh, as you look at the floors above, floors seven to six are the executive floors. So there are actually, you know, proper company men that um, that are on the station, uh, and these floors require a key code to access. Um, and this key code um, can only be obtained from the security cabin or from uh, particular staff or individuals, including the executives that have access to that floor. Um, and that's basically all you know about those those sorts of floors. You very rarely get to go to the executive floor. Um, 
and they have their own dining and living quarters there as well. So they're completely sectioned off from the rest of the ship, if you like. Um, above that, so floors eight to ten, it's uh, the all the admin personnel, sort of like HR, and anyone who's not working with the collection modules. Uh, it's mainly accounting up there, sort of like resourcing, you know, the purchasing, dealing with um, other bits and pieces. I was going to ask, roughly how many people do we think are on this spaceship? Um, the station probably has a crew of around 250 to sort of like 300 individuals, depending on what type, what, what uh, season it is. Righto. Um, so it is a proper sort of, it's, it's like a, you know, a village really that's on this on this thing. I mean, the space station is very big. It, it's hard to sort of gauge it. I mean, obviously when you look at this thing, it's just like a cylinder floating in space. It doesn't look very yep. chunky. Yeah. But you know, each floor, there's, 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 there's 13 decks on this thing, you know, and each deck in theory has enough space to hold up to 100 people. So this thing is a very big space station. Obviously there's a lot of equipment and other bits and pieces there, so that takes up space. But it is designed to basically hold the maximum number of people for the maximum amount of time to get the maximum uh, amount of resources about out of whatever they're mining, quotey fingers, um, mm. you know, and give it back to the company. That's basically what it is. It's you know, it's, a, it's just a big sort of like money-making scheme, really. Um, but yeah, we're talking around two uh, this time of year about two hundred and sixty-seven something like that. Okay. So above the admin floors, um, which also do include like the marketing stuff. So you've got like advertisements for the companies uh, because obviously anything you, that's purchased on the station is company products. So you're basically kind of like, they give you like a credit system to be able to purchase stuff back. It's very sort of like dystopian future. So like the companies basically pay you, they pay you like money but it's sort of like company credits, so you can buy stuff from the company. It's it's the old railway thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically like like that. You know, it's like the it's like that. Oh yeah, we're giving you like this. It's like, oh, this is really good. Yeah, you can only buy our products, and they're this price. So yeah, deal with that. Um, it's like working for Amazon. Yep. <laughs> it's so, the guy that runs this called Jeff. No, he's not. He's not. No, the guy who who's who's the uh, the overseer, the administrator of the uh, of the station is called Douglas Connors, which is uh, the guy that Tuck was complaining about, who would be on his ass if he goes right. over his biscuit budget. Right. Yeah. Um, biscuit so, yeah. Yeah. So above floors ten and eight, you've got eleven, which is the sort of like main storage and maintenance area floors. This houses like basic supplies that are required to keep the top floor so 12 and 13 basically running um it's not really manned at all so when the when the accident happened uh, there were like minimal casualties like there wasn't really anyone on the deck to get sucked out into space but a few people were lost um you know that sort of that, that that's that's player knowledge not character knowledge you wouldn't know that people had, had died it's not something the company is going to broadcast because they don't want to scare people off working at these facilities um the uh 12 deck 12 has the power plant and battery core and this is essentially where all the uh the energy collected from the solar panels that are on the very top of the of the station um all that energy is stored here and then distributed throughout other parts of the station so it is self-sustaining in that sense 
um, it can maintain itself its own power supply and it can also from the rotation of, of certain decks of the station also generate power that way sort of like um there's a special word for it and i can't remember what it is Central but there's fuel a fuel generating yeah yeah something like that yeah. I, I forget the exact term yeah so basically it can generate its own power as long as it's still rotating and, and sort of like orbiting it in a sense it can make its own power that way if the solar panels do get knocked out and then the 13th deck is the sort of like drone and droid area so this is where they have the drones that go not only within mm. the station but on the outside and sort of like check for damage and do sort of like maintenance checks and stuff um, but there's also droids up there which are sort of automaton like things they're not like don't think like androids that are all fleshed out like um like your sort of um like your synths or you know like your uh, bishops or whatever from alien think more kind of like this is clearly a robot but it kind of just might wear like a, a like a maintenance overalls or something like the original sort of, sort of like i i robot things um, yeah, yeah 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 like yeah but like like I cannot stress how fucking shitty these things look. <laughs> like, you know, they look like they look like someone's just bolted it together with stuff out of their garage uh, sort of thing. Like a school kids project. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Early um, Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're talking sort of like early Doctor Who kind of vibe off of these things. Um below deck five, you've got um the general mess. So that's basically where all the riggers end up going to eat and that's probably where you guys will be eating as well it contains like recreation areas so you've got like sports areas like five-side football basketball courts there's like a small cinema there and there's like company approved movies that get shown in in that cinema uh, it, it, it's i'm just trying to give you an idea here at this point like the company literally control everything that people on the that, that are on the orbital rigs consume in every way shape or form you know it's um it's very much the company you work for the company the company is like family the company supplies you with this it's that it's that's very much like they control everything um below deck four obviously you've got deck three that's the living quarters and that's where you know the rest of the inhabitants the workers whoever on asteroid five um sort of uh sleep and live um there are it's not just like bedding like like bedding areas there are actual like rooms and small houses in some parts or like, like flats if you like for a lot of people um and that's probably, this is probably one of the biggest floors because obviously there's a lot of people that, that live on the station um and there's sort of like some sort of contraband that always gets traded down there which are non-company approved items so it might be where you can get like your fairy liquid or you know you can get your like hey guys do you want to see um do you want to see blade runner or something like that you know then what you want yeah. bars yeah, yeah no 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 it won't be lion bars it'll be uh twix genuine <laughs> lunar potatoes yeah no because like twix is considered too edgy uh, right. by the company i think yeah, they think the Twix bar might incite riots, so that's why it's banned. Right. Lion bars are okay because it's like a lion; it kind of makes you feel like um, powerful and stuff. And it, you know, it's got like nuts and shit in it, and like cereal and like Rice Krispies or whatever. But a Twix is just that's just pure chaos in a chocolate right. bar. Yeah, you can't have Twix. 
Yeah, yeah. so so like Twix is contraband on on the on the space station. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure I want to live yep. in this society anymore. <laughs> Deck two is your equipment storage for the collection module. This is where all the tools and heavy equipment are. Um, you also got like spare parts and bits and pieces to maintain it. And then uh, deck one is the departure and arrivals from the collection unit. Um, the collection unit, you will probably know that anyone who goes down there, they're down there for um, a 28 day stint. So they do 28 days working in the collection module that has its own like housing and stuff. And then they rotate out and then a new crew goes down. Uh, with maintenance, the maintenance go in, sort out any problems, come straight back out again, but the crew stays there for the full 28 days. Um, and it's coming up to that 28 day rotation, so there's a bit more, there's a few more people moving about than normal. So that's yeah. basically the lay of the land, that's, they're the levels that you've got, that's what, that's how it's all set out. Um, Valerie sort of leads you into the, um, into the lifts, and she uh, taps the 11th floor, um, and the, the lift takes you up. She, she turns to you and goes, no, I, I wouldn't worry too much. Like, we, we, we patched it as best we could. Um, it is airtight. She uses quality fingers for that. But there's going to be some EVA suits as soon as we get out. So I said, I recommend putting those on in the airlock. And then then I can show you where the damage to the, uh, to the hole is. Yep. Sounds like a plan. Uh, is all the other stuff through it? Is, uh, is electronics through this way and all? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you're probably going to want to have a look at uh, the 12th floor for like, you know, sort of like the the the, 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 the rig management system. You know, sort of like bits and pieces like that. Um, you might also um, run into uh, Prim up here somewhere, maybe. They're the um, they're the ship's AI. They're pretty cool. Yeah, they're pretty all right. Um, I mean, you might not. You you, you you might see them later on, but uh, they, they they pop up when you when you need them. Hmm. Good to know. Never trust a cheerful AI. What have they got to be happy about? Might be programmed to be happy. No, I trust that even less, lad. <laughs> And uh, yeah, after about thirty, forty seconds, the uh, the lift sort of like pulls to yeah, comes to a stop. It's a very sort of like electronic kind of sounding thing, so it doesn't even really make a noise. It's, it's sort of like a like a like a hum, and it just sort of like uh, drones out, a bit like those electric cars. You know, when they come to a stop, it kind of makes that very odd sound. Mm. Yeah, that kind of thing. And it's like eleventh floor. Then the doors slide open, and uh, as you step out, you step out into a corridor. On the left-hand side, there is a sort of like a maintenance room, um, and on your right-hand side, there's like um, an airlock. Um, you can kind of see that the lights on this floor are flickering a bit, so there's lots of emergency lighting. And uh, Valerie turns around and turns around to um, to you and goes, "I mean, you know, we tried our best, but..." None of us are electricians. It's <laughs> um, it's fine, love. You let the professionals are here now. You let us all deal with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, professionals. Yeah. And Dave's gonna reach down into his pocket and pull out a rich tea biscuit and start eating it, and then fumble through the bag for a torch, 
because he doesn't trust the lighting job and he's going to start around looking at panels and things looking for where they've bodged it and what he's got to unbodge and fix properly okay cool cool just quickly like what are you guys actually wearing like you know are you um, wearing, like, i was sort of a or... set of gray heavy duty overalls yeah okay cool 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 um yeah i feel like am i wrong in saying that they would have provided some sort of uniform for people i mean yeah there will be sort of like a generic kind of like this is company uniform you know sort of thing um would usually sort of like gray or blue blue um, excellent yes denim shirt <laughs> are you in full denim no 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 no. everything's denim actually actually oh. wait are his trousers they're like the ready brown i don't know if they're actually jeans though uh, should we describe what our characters look like? Because we haven't done Yeah, because we haven't actually done that yet, have we? Yeah. I know it's in the it's middle of the episode and we should absolutely we, do we, I mean, we could always do that um, uh, potentially let, when we introduce a different character or something. Rather than just like, oh, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I like know. the air of mystery. Yeah. Or like when you, when you have putting stuff on for the ev suit or stuff like that you know yeah yeah no because obviously whatever. obviously at this point now when valerie leads you into the into the airlock it's um you know the the, the eva suits are set up she's like okay so um well, there's this there's uh there's four of us so there's uh seven suits so um you know you got your changing rooms over there uh see you uh, back out here in like what two minutes or something and she grabs a suit off of off of the hooks and sort of goes to the end changing room, and the door sort of like closes and locks behind her. Um, Dave will pick one up, look it over. Oh, the seven series. We had these back home on Luna City Seven. Ah, oh, I used to run over the side of Tyco Station in one of these. Course you did. Oh, not surprised. Ah, man, right. rocks on your feet, man. Did you never have fun as a kid? No. Oh, of course not. Not all that fun. <laughs> I had stick and I had barrel, and I was happy with it. Fucking earthers, man! I swear to God. The only day of fun was one man was able to put fifty p on meter. You had a full fifty. Half a day, of lucky. Look, oh, let me look, tell you. Look, you had a full fifty p. And an electricy. You flash bastard. We had to survive on whatever we had on fucking Tyco. 50, p- 50 fucking P. Do you know how much that could fucking buy you on the moon? I, I like the idea I that you guys so. haven't even gone into the changing rooms. You're just ang- now angrily changing in the middle. No, no, of we're the, in yeah. changing rooms next to each other, shouting oh, this okay. over the changing yeah. room. He's yeah. arguing about who had the worst life. He's like, I clearly enjoyed my shit life, but I know it was shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> a oh, go out dear. and fucking get puddle water to fill kettle. You flash bastard there rubbing your fucking atmosphere in my face. <gasps> <laughs> fucking earth of fucking bastards. Just because I lived in a fucking city under the ground, well, of the moon. Oh, so you're an underground person on the moon now? Well,. You can't live on the surface of the moon. I just told you, there's no fucking atmosphere. So you got very good at holding your breath then? No. Why do you think I put on the suit to go up to Tycho Station and run around the outside of it? 
Honest to God, Matt, lads, didn't have any lads. controls and sticks to play with, by the sounds of it. For fuck's sake, lads, I mean... Are you all you sure, you engineers? Are you sure, all sure you understand the basics of science? Of what Science! Oh. Larry! <laughs> Leave him alone. He's on one of his rants about how shit the moon was again. Ah, yeah. But it's the best place in the fucking solar system, and I wouldn't change it for a thing. But it's also a big bag of shite. You like hearing Valerie's um, <laughs> Valerie's uh, 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 change of room unlock, and she steps in. She's like, "Well, you can hear it's just this audible sigh of like." <sighs> Where are you from, Valerie? From Earth. See, I'm a flash atmosphere waving back. See, oh. I like being on the moon and jumping really high. Oh, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it does. Fucking awesome. <laughs> See, That's about it. Though. Though. There, Everything else sounds and that terrible. Don't fucking through either. That's why I'm the fucking farming. I think shit through. Could have fooled me. Yes, that's why I've still got one of these. And he holds up what looks like a misshapen blob of lead. And he goes, Moon potato. <laughs> the damage, Valerie, before he causes any more. Oh, yeah, no, right, yeah, yeah. As you come out, she's actually like flicking, she's on her like, what looks to be some sort of smart device, just flicking through. Uh huh, yeah. Oh, you're done. Oh, right, yeah. Okay, well, um, just uh, follow me out, you Push the button on the uh, the back of the left cuff that'll uh, that'll pressurise your suit for you, just in case. Thank you, sensor. And as as you guys press the buttons, the suit sort of goes, and sort of sucks in a little bit tight yeah, to you guys. That form so, uh, thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Dave's you already done all his. His is like on. He's already sort of. He's well happy. He's, he's in his element here. <laughs> so, uh, you guys, you you guys like make your way around to um, to where sort of like the damage is. And oh, wait, 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 wait. As, as, as you see them all walking around, Dave goes to go and get another um, biscuit out of his pocket, but realizes he's in the suit and can't get it, and starts patting. Just Valerie looks back and she's like, "What, what are you doing?" Uh, don't don't you worry. I'm just uh, a, a bit of a scoff on the suit, just clearing stuff there. Right, yeah. Okay. Well, as you can see, there's a big hole here. Um, and it damaged the floor a bit as well. Um, we think it was a meteor, but I mean, we weren't expecting any meteor showers. We, we get told about these things like well before they uh, they're gonna hit. Um, the, the, no, uh, Frank, Dave starts examining the plate, and he does that sucks in through his teeth thing. Oh, expensive. Well, I mean, as as um, there's no tea stains over the place, are there? There's what? There's no tea stains anywhere, are there? No. Okay. No. Um, so Ashley, yeah. as you're sort of like yeah. there looking at this thing, um, I'm probably either gonna want a appraise or mechanical repair from you. Whatever you want to do. I um, think I'll give you a mechanical repair. 
Okay, cool. Just to so you can sort of like kind of work out what you're going to need to do, what the tools you're going to need. Is this all of us doing this? No, no, just, 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 just Ashley doing this. He's the expert in this sort of thing. So what did you get? I got a 63 to a 55, right. but I'm tempted to push it because I want to impress Valerie. Okay. He's going to try and impress an Or do I luck it? A hammer. Is, or is only eight? I might just luck it. Uh, it's eight luck. Yeah, I've got 65. You're going to use eight luck, are you? Yeah, I'll lock it down. It's 55 okay. to make that a pass. Okay, cool. So uh, you, you spent eight points of luck taking your 63 to 55. Um, 65 to 50. Oh, yeah, sorry. 55, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 63 to 55. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Continue. Yeah, you can, you can see that um, something pretty big, oh, reasonably big, hit the side of this space station and took out a pretty big chunk. The patch is holding. It's a light weld, but you can see the edges are very jagged and you're probably going to have to do an EVA probably in some sort of heavy loader or something um, and patch the station from the outside so you're going to need a bigger bit of panelling mm. to basically patch it from the outside and weld all the way around and then weld from the inside as well um, just to properly patch the hole and then probably do a better and do sort of like a secondary patch on the inside mm. just to make it as structurally sound as possible this looks like it's going to be a good sort of like 8 to 10 hour job I think this uh, is an outside job Uh, would I would have seen plenty of meteor strike damage, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you would. Is this comparable? Um, it is. The, the The strange thing about it, though, is it's it's one strike. There's no other There's no other damage, damage anywhere else. I mean, normally, I mean, you could have like a rogue meteor by itself, but normally, the, you know, these orbital rigs and these, you know, these these space stations expect meteor showers mm. and they have sort of like you know um, rudimentary defenses against those sorts of things like they tend to use the drones to um, to sort of like block them or, or move them move like change the path of whatever's coming coming close so it is a little bit odd that nothing stopped it it's managed to hit the station but then there's no sort of like exit path it's like it's come into the station and that's it so there's a hole uh, but no exit hole so you say it was meteor. Yeah, I mean that's that's what we that's what we think it is. Yeah. No one saw it. I mean, we we, we picked it up on on our radar, but by the point we did it was I, I don't know, just a bit. There too were late. no bits of meteor left yeah, inside yeah. after that. Someone's taken away of them. Um, like no little chunks. I mean, you might want to. There wasn't really anyone on the floor after the uh, the vacuum of space got in. Um, who actually uh, who did the patch job? Oh, that was um, that was me. Yeah. Um, you didn't find any bits of rock laying around, any bits of meteor. No, no, but the the maintenance um, droids might have picked something up on the way through. So yeah, Larry, get them programmed to see if they found anything. There were no other. Damaged spots, no other hits. I mean, there's a dent in the floor over here. Um, but in, sort of none, in, none in different areas. Wait, where's the dent in the floor? Is it yeah. not directly? So it looks like it's actually come in and something has hit the floor. Like like the actual deck. The, the so, 
let me grab this. So let's say you've got sort of wall of spaceship, whole wall of spaceship, and then you've got sort of the floor that we're standing on here, mm-hmm. and then the hole, the, the dent is there directly where it would have come in. The dent's not. Yeah, right yeah. I mean, here, if you followed, like... if you follow the trajectory like you're doing CSI, you'd go. Oh, it's probably where it landed. Yeah. Okay. Because the dent's like further up. That's just weird. Is there anything in the dent? Any is there any kind of particular shape, or is it just it's just roughly rock dent. shaped? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, once it's done that, the whole area is depressurized, so whatever hit might have just been sucked immediately back out into space again. But mm. then, you know, the only other damage that you've heard of is the communications relay that got that got knocked, that the uh, tuck um, tuck referenced. Uh, Barry, how long have you been doing this? Uh, I've been doing this since... Uh... Not Larry, not oh. you. Valerie. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, what? You're talking to me? She's back on, like, a data pad again. Um, mm. uh, I don't know, like... Uh, seven months, maybe? Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Do you have any experience doing welding or anything like that in the past? Uh, I, I, I took a like a night course. I had Ooh. to for the job, so... I think this is some handy work. Um, Given it's a quick patch to fix a problem, you've done a mighty good job of it. Thanks, I guess. Oh, well, fuck me for trying to be nuts. I mean, no. You, are, you, are, you, are you are you like properly trying to trauma? Because I would oh, want yeah. a, I would want a um, I'd want a a, a, a charm roll from you. I, I, it would probably I should be. Have, I should have put a lot more in charm. This is going to go terribly. We've got yeah, like no, it's Good thing you've got that luck, isn't it? Oh, I might, you know. <laughs> Thirty-seven. Oh. Thirty-seven to a fifteen. I feel like it's more ash to push it than to just use luck. I mean, the worst case is I get slapped, and that's very ash. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, pu- push the roll. Push it, go on. Oh, oh I saw the one on the five, and I was like, yes! It's <laughs> oh, uh, 51 really to a 15. Oh, dear. Yeah, no. Valerie um, kind of looks at you slightly disgusted. She's like, yeah. Yeah, no. How, how, how does your charm manifest itself? I guess it's just mostly being... I have an appearance of 70, so I'm alright looking. Yeah. Uh, so so you're just one of those guys be... that looks okay, but, you know, it's just his personality is that disgusting. Have you smarmed yes. out? Again, basically being Ash Williams here. Yeah. Okay, I like it. I like it. Like woman resist Bruce Campbell. Mm. Sure. Hail to the king, baby. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I mean, you've got the rundown of what's going on there. Um, Valerie sort of uh, looks and is like, "So, uh, you know what you're doing? Then you, you, you know what you need." Yeah, I think so. Um, we'll get a loader. I'll take this down. I can weld it from outside. Ah, okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you for assistance, love. We'll get this all patched up for you. I mean, that's okay. Like, there's some 
drones up on you know the uh, 13th floor like deck 13 that need looked at as well um well that's why don't like you lead the way yeah okay cool I can, I can do that um just follow me back to the lifts uh we'll, we'll keep the suits on because it's like a drone area so there's not really atmosphere up there a lot of the time you know so if they're going company parties like that because that's not really my area yeah. and it's not really on the way either i'm probably just going to go and start getting tools and bringing them here get them ready yeah i mean knowing what you know you're probably going to have to get some parts from the valentine um yeah. there I'll are heavy grab, loaders grab yeah i mean there are heavy loaders on on the ship and you know as i say like yeah sunshine is is still downstairs with tuck so um he, he you know he has the capabilities to help you out with bits and pieces so he will be able to assist you in in uh in enacting repairs like structurally anyway um mm -hmm. so yeah you'll, you'll need to go down back down to the fifth floor again and collect equipment and stuff yeah cool um so yeah um Ash, uh, not Ash, uh, Gary and uh, Dave, are you guys going to head up to the 13th floor then? Certainly, lucky for Sam. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, well, uh, Valerie leads you back to the back to the lifts. Um, just so you know, there are like multiple lifts on a floor, so you know you can have someone go up and someone go down. It's not just one lift that services a floor. Um, Valerie takes you up to the 13th floor, and uh, yeah, you get up there, and it's kind of eerie because it's essentially like a massive storage area for these drones and droids like there's just these racks with lights you know like um uh like the death troopers in um in the mandalorian where yeah. they're in that sort of like that yeah. docking bay kind of thing think that but it's like an entire floor of just drones and droids in in like coveralls and like some of them are walking around like sweeping the floor like good day how are you i am fine it's like sweeping the floor and like doing manual tasks like they're kind of like kind of like talking to each other it's kind of creepy uh, they're like where the fuck do they talk to each other you think they'd have programmed them to realize they're just talking to other drones and no one gives them back it's uh it's a proximity like movement thing if they see something that moves they um they're programmed to initiate small talk it's a little bit unnerving when you're up here by yourself. Yeah. Like a fucking nightmare. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's fun. Yeah. Really fun. So, um, Larry, is it? Uh, my associate here is Gary. Gary, why is? Uh, because Ash is a dickhead. Ah, okay. Well, that sort of explains a lot, really. Yeah. Um, I can see so, apt Georgia character miss. Well, <laughs> don't you try and take? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the moment he's gone, we start bad mouthing him. I like it. <laughs> so, um, spectacularly fails to chatter up. The only way we're going to embrace you yet is obviously we're not scumbags like him. <laughs> Work with this woman. <laughs> kind of scumbag. I mean, I'm, I, I am a scumbag, but. I'm a biscuit stealing scumbag. Different kind. Yeah. Completely yeah. different. I, I, I have standards. I just go out my way for biscuits. Yeah. Not Mr. Casey no. Poontail over there. 
So, um, yeah. She uh, she looks over at you, Gary. Says, oh, okay, so, um, Gary, um, the the drones that need uh, looking at are um, 3, 8, and 14. 14's kind of like... I don't know. Like, there's something not quite right with it. It's... Um, I don't know how best to sort of... It's like it's picked something up, like it's got corrupted somehow. I'm not sure. I don't know. Right, folks. Um, I'll make a note of it. Be on it. It'll be alright. I'm giving the old turn off and turn off again. I'll be fine. Yeah, the double turn off. I tried that already, but it didn't work. Ah, yeah. uh, well. Well, I don't know what else to suggest, really. Uh, we'll have a look at it. See what we can see. Uh, okay, I mean, I think... I think the 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 logs from uh, the other two is like some sort of firmware or something. I don't I don't know. One of them like blue screened, and then just started screaming, so we turned it off. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. That's a mic hard. But um yeah, yeah um and and um Dave. At your service, miss. Um, there's a maintenance panel over there for like any of the other electrical systems if you wanted to have a look uh, we'll start having a roof around there so we will okay um, well I'm going to go downstairs because this place creeps me out um, but you can use the intercom system and uh, here's a couple of um, communication tablets actually you can see that they're, they're like attached to the back of your um, the back of your EVA suits you can use those to like talk over the intercom to us in facilities. Oh, so they're like on a squib with a carabiner? On a what? Squib with a carabiner. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, squib is uh, like a safety line. You know what a carabiner is, right? Yeah. Yeah, so um, think like a, 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 basically a cord. But yeah, yeah, like, so like, 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 like when you go diving. That's oh, like when you go diving, you got like thing attached yeah, to you and yeah. shit like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah they're on those sorts of things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so she's like, yeah. Um, right. Okay. And then like one of the drones comes up behind her and goes, "Good day. How are you?" Oh, I don't know. I'm gonna go downstairs. Um, the drones and the droids will help if you ask. I don't know what you'd want them to do, but um, they're good at sweeping. So, yeah, bye. And then she just wanders off straight down to the um, to the lifts again and, and makes her way down. Um, who wants to do what first? Do you want me to go and check the electrics first, or you look, or do you want to look over the drones first? Um, I mean, how close are we to the drones? Uh, the drones, the, the drones you need to look at are pretty much in a, in the same area. Like each bay is numbered, so you've kind right. of come out sort of at bay. 25 so you've only got to go back a little way to get to 14 18 and 3 so then right. like, they're in numerical order and the um, patch panel is in the opposite direction so um, gary you're going to need to go left dave you're going to need to go right right i'm just going to wander off i'm, um, I'm going to suggest yep. this because i just think i don't know why but i get the feeling it's going to be the more interesting bit if we do the electricals first and then finish up with the drones because i think there'll be some cool shit there i don't know why Alright, let's go do the electrics first then. Okay, okay cool. 
So, uh, well, let's check the electrics because you, you never know. They might just need a proper recharge. You know, that might have uh, might be a simple quick fix there. All right. Well, uh, yeah, you come over to uh, to a panel on the wall. It's got like a like a building management system kind of like logo on there that's spinning around like the old school um, like Windows ninety five kind oh, of logo. Yeah, yeah. It's like three D and bouncing around. Everyone thought it was like really good, but it's just sort of like oh, this is okay. And you can see there's like a tape deck underneath it for like a cassette tapes and stuff like that, which you know data stored on um, because it's the most it's the easiest thing to store data on in space. I thought, what else would be? Exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, who's going to actually have a proper look at this system? Is it going to be Gary or, or or Dave? I think it should be Dave because Gary's the drone specialist. Dave's okay, cool. Drone and software. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like you, you can, you, you'll probably know if, then, if if certain things need to be done. Okay, cool. So it requires a command tape to uh, initiate and you can see there's like a, a like a set of tape commands like a rack that has the different tapes that do the different commands mm -hmm. uh, just next to it so you can take out the correct tape and then um, slide it into the machine it makes a really good like clicking noise as it goes in cool. and it loads up with like a sort of you know like a window like a like a, like a welcome screen um, and sort of like takes you into the into the software I want you to do me I'm trying to remember did I uh, a um, computing. Yeah, there is. Yeah. I shall give you a computer roll. I have failed. What? What was your fail? Eighty-nine to forty. Okay. Yeah. Um, you're having a look at this system. It seems to be okay, but something's not quite right, and you can't figure it out. Um, it, you don't know if it is. Just... This doesn't. This. Where have they put that? Who would do? Has somebody messed with the default settings? What the fuck is this? Yeah, it does look a little bit funky. Um, Gary, do you want to give it a go? See if you can uh, figure out what's going on here? Um, yeah, yeah, I'll give it a go since he's clearly no idea what he's doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so you, it's, it's um, computer role, is it? Yeah, yeah. I've got computer and troubleshoot, but I think troubleshoot was more for like the software side. Uh, of things, yeah, well, it is. A, it, you know, it's software integration, isn't it? It's what you're doing. You're. So you're you happy role. if I roll the troubleshoot one then? Um. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm pretty sure Dave didn't have troubleshoot. Wow. Okay. Yeah, wow. Sixty-six to sixty. Oh. Um, what do you want to do? Uh, how much, uh, sorry, out of character, remind me how much luck I'm meant to have? Because I haven't uh, actually you put that in here. You didn't, you didn't roll for your luck. I didn't roll for my luck, no, so what do I need to roll for that? Damn it, Larry. I you know. You have five luck. Larry. <laughs> oh, God. Just <laughs> surrounded by casuals, honestly. I know. I thought I'd done everything, and I missed the luck. Luck is a 3d6 times 5. 3d6 times 5. Okay. Yep. Oh, dear. So, I do 3d6 like that? Yep. Times 5. 55, then. Yep, cool. so you've got 55 luck. Um, right. So, I'll, I'll luck it, then. Okay, cool. Right, so you, you do your... You, um, you have a second sort of like tap around and you figure out you do your command line uh prompt maybe you're doing powershell ben because i know you love it so much i love a bit of powershell 
and uh, and you can see there's a corruption in one of the files um, on there that's uh, messing around with uh, how some of the lights are controlled on some of the floor on one of the floors, and you can definitely see it's there. There is an issue with the lights on the eleventh floor, and you can kind of see there is some physical damage, but there's going to be a way that you can reroute it. So, do me an electrical repair roll. Okay. If I fail this, I swear to God. Thank God. 59 to 70. Okay, cool. So um, you uh, you tap around and you're able to, to reroute um, away from this, this damaged uh, sort of like patch panel and get the electronics or the lights back up and running again on the 11th floor properly. Um, it's a small victory, but it's a victory nonetheless. Ah, that's what I pay you for. Don't pay me at all, you fool. That's so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's why you do such a short job. Says the one that didn't even know what it, uh, what he was looking at. Hey. You, you, and how much fucking around did you have to do to get it working? I'm just, I'm just going to You're the professional at this. Scoff and walk off at this point. Yeah, that's what I fucking thought. Ah, brilliant. Okay, so cool. Um, with that, are you going to now go have a look at the drones? I mean, there probably yeah. is some more electrical stuff that needs to be done on that panel, but the main issue, which you guys knew about, which was some electronical problems on, on, the, on deck 11, have been sorted. If it's not reported, it's not an issue. I mean, yes, also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're, we're leaving the rest of it. Yep. yep. It no, could be on fire for all I care. Yep. Uh, is so, it on my list? No, then the fire is not my fucking problem. That's it. Okay. Um, there are issues with the with the uh, radio relay, but you'll need to do that on a different, a different uh, control panel. Um, sort of further down, downstairs. It's not controlled from this area, but yeah. Okay, Dick. Um, so yeah, which drone are you going to take a look at first? Well, I'd imagine if we were at 25, 14 would be the first one, and that's the one that um, they said was the funky one. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. So I'd imagine we'd go for the closest one first. Alright, well as you're walking around, uh, every droid stops and goes, Hello, may I be of assistance? No. Hello, may I be of assistance? No! Off. Hello? May I be of assistance? I'll put me fucking boot up your ass in a minute. Hello. What fine weather we're having at the moment. We're in we're space, on a space station. You fucking idiot. It's just sort of like that as you go along. Like every time you walk past one, their proximity thing goes off and they stop. Can and I like... use disguise and disguise <laughs> myself as any as just nothing? No, no, because it's a proximity alert. Yeah, but I can disguise myself as nothing. No, you can't, Ben. That's not how. That's not how physical matter works. Damn it! Like one of them stops. Or dodge. What about dodge? No. Damn no, it! One of, them, one of them stops and like leans on the broom. It's like, hi. What do you think about these? Insert critical thing to talk about, huh? Is that one hitting on you, Gary? They'd be so lucky. It's giving you. It's giving you the robot eyes. I'm 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 walking quicker away from it now. Yeah. Okay. So um, you guys keep making your way around, and uh, you've managed to get through the the dearth of uh, 
of droids uh, greeting you with the same greeting over and over again um, until you come to Bay 14, where uh, you know Droid 14 is is situated. Um, who's going to look at this one this time? Dave, are you going to have a go and see if you can bring up the schematics for it, or Gary, are you just going to go straight into it and have a have a big old route around? I think, given that Gary is the drone specialist, I should defer to Gary on that one. Yeah, I feel like I'd go straight for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to see, well, we don't actually know technically what's wrong with it yet, do we? No, you just know that it's been acting a bit weird since the since the meteor strike, since the accident. And yeah. I think maybe it's picked up. Maybe it's got like a virus or something, but you don't know how or why it's picked it up because the yeah. system's sort of you know enclosed anyway. So yeah. So oh, I think man, let's, let's turn around and uh, see exactly what the uh, what the issue is. Yeah, I think so. So I think the first thing that I would do is there any sort of like physical damage to it that I can see? There's no physical damage to the drone itself. Yep. You know, it looks to be in relatively good uh, working order. There's yep. nothing wrong with any of its um, you know anti gravity thrusters or anything like that. Um, you mean obviously you can plug your data pad into it via uh, the uh, the very great uh, serial port access that you have <laughs> on your device. Yep. Because um, it's again, it's the future. It's the only way to access anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. You know, the, you know the universal serial port. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Only have to use each of printers. Fucking savages. No, I mean I think I would plug in. I'd imagine that they'd have some sort of logs or something, so I'd just kind of yeah, like, yeah. So you, you know, can... plug it in and see, you know, see what the score is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. So if you if you uh, if you jack in in this in this situation, give me a computer roll so you can you can log on to the drone and and see see what's what. Sixty-five to fifty. Okay. I mean, that's that that's not going to get you lo I mean, logged onto the drone very well. Um, mm. You've managed to figure out the basic. Uh, user credentials to get in so you can see you know a really stripped down version of the ui on there but you haven't you don't know what the admin uh, details are yeah okay so some, uh, something along the lines of blasted uh old crummy software i can't get past this user interface um, um can, can, can dave give a computer roll just see if he can remember any of this yeah, yeah, you can, you can, you can do a computer roll. You, you know. Oh, Ooh, I am lucky that. Nah. Yeah, I, you know what? That's forty-two to forty. I am burning two luck on that. Cool. Okay. You burn your two luck, and you remember that the the details are admin, and let me in with a capital L. Uh, it's, it's just let me in. It's not password one two three anymore. They they they've, they've evolved. Ah. Uh, so yeah. You've now got into the admin uh, portal on there. You can see the schematics and you can see the error logs and stuff. And um, as you do that, the drone turns on, which it shouldn't do. Uh, Dave's going to look over again. Did you do that? No. And then for a second, your data pad goes a bit fuzzy and then goes back to normal. And that's where we're going to leave this session for this week.
Thank you for listening to episode 50 of Spectre in the Fog, now docking at Astrid 5. Tracks used in this episode are Abandoned Windmill, Protein Fields, Starship Bridge, Starbase Omega, Orbital Platform, and Star Freighter from TabletopAudio.com. If you like the episode and have any questions or just want to say hi, you can do so on Twitter at SpectreFog or on Facebook at SpectrePod. We also have an official Discord channel, which is free for you to join, links to which are on our social media and in the episode notes. Finally, you can now also leave us a review on Spotify. Five stars would be absolutely spiffing. Until next time, check your EVA suits for leaks and keep investigating. <laughs>